You're listening to the Every Student, Every Day podcast with me, Jim Franchini, Superintendent of the Averill Park Central School District. Welcome, everyone, to the Every Student, Every Day podcast. Very excited today to have with us some alums of Averill Park. Uh, in this case, we invited back some of our student athletes to talk to our listeners about their experiences uh, since they left Averill Park and talk to us a little about how things have gone for them since they left us. Uh, very excited for them to join us here today. We know they're very busy and uh, appreciate them taking some time to uh, share with us their experiences. So we'll start uh, and give you a chance to introduce yourself. Um, so why don't you tell us about yourself, maybe the year you graduated, uh, where you go to college, your major, what sport you play, some of that background information uh, so our listeners know who is with us today. Uh, Joe, why don't we start with you? All right. Uh, I'm Joe Milanese. I graduated from Averill Park in 2020. Uh, I go to St. John Fisher College, or, or actually university now, <laughs> uh, in Rochester, New York. Um, I'm a finance major and I play football. Great. Thank you, Joe. Julia. Hi, my name is Julia Foster. I'm a 2021 graduate of AP. Uh, I now attend Ithaca College, where I'm a rising sophomore this fall. I'm studying sports media, and I play on the lacrosse team at Ithaca. Great. Thank you, Julia. Uh, Marissa. Oh, um, I'm Marissa. I graduated in 2019. I go to Oneonta. I'm a math education major for 7 to 12, and I play softball. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Anna. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Anna Jankovic. I graduated in <clears throat> 2021. I go to Deville University and I study biology pre-med and I'm on the basketball team. All right, thank you, Anna. Catherine. Uh, my name is Kat Stacko. I graduated from Ava Park in 2017. Um, I went to St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire, where I played softball and I was a natural science major. And this past year I went to Hudson Valley to get a second degree where I played basketball and I did exercise science. Great, thank you for joining us. And last but not least, Alana. Uh, hi, I'm Alana Carroll. Um, I graduated Averill Park in 2018. Um, I go to Harvard, I'm a rising senior, um, and I study plants and animals, basically, evolutionary biology, um, and I'm on the track team. Great. Well, thank you all of uh, all of you for joining us again. We really appreciate you spending some time here with us on the podcast. We thought we'd start by looking back. Uh, we have many of our current student athletes and their families kind of going through uh, the recruiting process. Can you talk a little bit about what that recruiting process was like for you and why did you choose the college that you did? So kind of what was your process and what led you to the uh, eventual spot that you uh, you landed? Uh, why don't we start with you, Marissa? Um, so I feel like my process is kind of long. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but I was mostly choosing colleges based on um, the major I was interested in. The first I was interested in possibly engineering. So I looked at schools like SUNY Poly and Clarkson. Then I was like, mm, not for me. So then obviously I'm obviously for a softball team that's competitive, but then I was thinking about physical therapy. So I looked into a lot of the SUNY schools because they have the three and three with Upstate Medical Center. I looked at Utica College because they have their own program there and stuff like that. Um, eventually, I didn't really like 
how that process went because I got an interview at Upstate Medical College and I just figured that also wasn't for me. So then I knew I wanted to do education. So in the SUNY system, we had a lot of education, but my primary two were Geneseo and Oneonta. Um, Oneonta was one of the last schools I actually looked at. Um, I did get a good amount of financial aid from them, which and it was a lot closer to home for me, which was a big deal. So um, I ended up choosing that over Geneseo, and I love it. It's awesome. It's only an hour and a half away from home. Um, our team's gotten a lot more competitive since I've been there, um, and it's a fun time. And then, obviously, just reaching out to coaches, too, once you figure out, like, the schools that you're looking at with your major. Um, you just have to email them, email them, email them, make sure they're coming to your games. Um, if they can't make it to your games, you have to have your recruiting videos. Um, you could send them to them. Just make sure you're always on top of it. If you really want to go to a specific school, like, stay on top of it until you eventually don't and have to let them know that you're not coming. Great. Thank you. Uh, Julia, what was your experience? Yeah, so mine was not as lengthy as Marissa's. Um, the first school I looked at with, uh, was Ithaca, and then the last school I looked at was Ithaca. Um, went on the campus as an eighth grader, just kind of like, like getting my feet in the water, looking at different schools. And I looked to my mom probably on the car ride back, and I was like, this is where I want to be. Um, and originally, I looked as uh, athletic training or physical therapy major. Um, I then did a whole 180. A um, couple years after looking there, I realized that's not entirely what I wanted to do. Um, then I looked into the communication school at Ithaca, which is um, very widely known throughout the country, and started to fall in love with the sports media program. Um, that's where I kind of started to see where the pieces started to fall apart. Um, but I also went to a couple other bigger recruiting camps, um, talked to those coaches, but I ended up seeing myself comparing those schools back to Ithaca. So that's when I knew um, that Ithaca was a school. Um, yeah. Thanks, Julia. Joe, how about you and the football side of things? Yeah, so for football, it kind of starts early in high school. Like I went to a lot of camps uh, going into my the summer, going into my sophomore and junior year, uh, just kind of to get myself exposed to some programs and coaches. And it was once I started talking to most of the coaches, it was kind of convenient because like right at the end of my junior year and uh, like during the football season, my senior year was when Coach Goble had a bunch of um, coaches from all over the area come in and uh, talk to me and pretty much explain what their programs had to offer. Um, so I knew out of high school I wanted to go into the business field. So uh, I immediately eliminated uh, the schools I had talked to that didn't really have that weren't known for their business programs. So then I started taking visits and started doing some research about uh, like their program history. And then um, I would kind of get a feel on the campus when I was there, like, oh, can I see myself here or not? Um, and then eventually when I visited Fisher, uh, I immediately fell in love with the campus. Um, they also have a lot of other factors. Like I think we have the top dining hall in the nation. So that's a huge plus. Um, and then they have a very good business school. Um, and then ultimately with football, uh, Coach Vosberg's been there for like 30 something years now. He built it from the ground up. So uh, I kind of looked at it like, look, like uh, this program has a lot of good history, um, good school, good campus, good everything. And uh, I kind of knew on the drive back home after my, I took two visits here. And after my uh, second visit, I was like talking to my parents. I'm like, yeah, I think this is where I want to be. And it's been nothing but great so far. And I'm uh, glad with the decision I made. 
Excellent, Jill. Anna, how about you? Yeah, so um, recruiting process for basketball is a little bit different. Coaches can't really reach out to you until your uh, spring of your junior year. And unfortunately, that is when COVID hit for my class. So prior to COVID hitting, I had gone on a few visits, but nothing really stood out to me. Nothing had my major. Um, and once COVID hit, I wasn't too sure what I was going to do because we couldn't play and coaches really kind of put a hold on their recruiting. So going into my senior year, I was a little bit in a panic mode. And so, you know, I just put together some of my highlight reels and was sending them out to coaches, seeing if anyone was interested. I pretty much did all of my visits either online or like in person with nobody on campus, which was a little bit weird. Um, but when Duval reached out to me, I had my first Zoom call with them. And I was after I was like, I think this is going to be the school I'm going to go to. I hadn't even seen it or anything. Every just everything just sounded great because um, it's a growing campus, and with our division going from three to two, everything was growing, and the student athletes that were coming in were just like at a different level, which I really liked. Um, our team is also very competitive, which I liked, and we have a great strength program, which is very excellent and will help us succeed. So. It was a little bit challenging and wasn't like many other recruiting processes, but it was good. Thank you, Anna. Kat. Um, I would say my process has kind of been a mix of everyone's. Um, kind of like Anna, um, St. A's was division two. So depending on the division that you decide to go into, there are specific rules on like when coaches can contact you. Um, so mine was kind of similar to Marissa's, I guess. I emailed a lot of coaches, visited a lot of schools, um, kind of was missing a little something. Um, I wanted to be far enough away from home that my parents weren't going to appear on my doorstep, but um, I wanted to be close enough that they could still come to my game. So St. A's for me was the perfect. It was three and a half hours, give or take. Um, and I really wanted a small campus. Um, they really only have about 2,000 kids um, total. And what I really liked, which was interesting, is everyone there, you have to live on campus all four years, which was a, a small detail that I really enjoyed because then I didn't have to worry about, like, finding an apartment off campus and dealing with all of that. Like, housing was always guaranteed. Um, so that was a big process. I met with my coach. Um, I fell in love with the campus. Like, everyone says, when you step foot on the campus, it'll feel like home. Like, that's exactly the feeling that I had. Um, I would say that the biggest thing was me, for me was to not get discouraged. I mean, you send probably hundreds of emails to coaches, and they're not always going to respond, but you just have to keep sending them and keep sending them. And the, the coaches that want you will show up or they'll respond um, back and just be like, I'm sorry. Um, it's just not what we're looking for. I know a good thing that I did was – a lot of the schools I looked at, I looked at their graduating class on positions that they would need. Um, so I looked mainly for schools that were graduating outfielders because that's the position that I was looking to play um, just to kind of increase my chances a little bit. Good advice. Thank you. And Alana. Yeah, so for track, um, really your the recruiting season starts like you know, um, sort of 
end of winter, early spring is when you start talking to coaches. Um, and I have an older brother, so I had been to some of these schools before because he was going on visits and my parents were like, it doesn't hurt, you know, you're only a freshman or a sophomore, but you should come anyway. So I had been seen some of the schools that I was interested in already, but I hadn't had any sort of communication with the coaches or no real understanding of what the team was like. Um, so I started sort of having those conversations with coaches, junior, spring, sort of through the summer. Um, and it was sort of like, I didn't really know what I wanted to study. I was looking for a liberal, liberal arts school because I had no idea what direction I wanted to sort of take my life. Um, I came in thinking like, ooh, either like applied math or, you know, or maybe uh, philosophy or something like that. And they were just so wildly apart that I was like, I, ha I have to find somewhere where I can sort of explore academically. Um, so then a lot of my focus became on picking a team that I liked because I knew like the school, I wasn't really searching for anything specific except the ability to explore academically. Um, so sort of the coach and the team played a really big role for me um, because I knew I was going to be committing so much of my time sort of to that aspect of campus. Um, and but then so then there's always like the break a leg hypothesis like if you break something terrible and you can't be in your sport you know for a year or for the rest of your time there or whatever you want to make sure that you're actually going to be happy there so it's kind of like you do want to find a team that's going to be good for you but you also want to find a school that's good for you even if the team component isn't there um so i and sort of the last thing I'll mention about it is that for the if you're looking at Ivy League schools, um, they start the sort of application process sooner. My understanding is that they start it sooner than other divisions do. So, for example, I had my application in to my top choice school in it was early October was when my application was in. So it's kind of like this really quick turnaround if you're talking to the coaches over the summer and then like you go on a couple of visits um, in like September and by early October, they want your application. So that was my. Thank you. Thank you. So our next question deals with that balance between athletics and academics at the collegiate level. I think those uh, students out there who are thinking about playing a sport in college are probably wondering, how do I do both? So you all have been through it. How do you do both? How do you find that balance? Um, so I would say that it's definitely like for me, um, the course load was a lot different, which I feel like everyone says like, oh, college is a lot like a little harder. You have to manage your time better. But for me, I like really needed to be in it to see that. And I think there is like a little bit of a curve, like, I feel like everyone when they first go to college struggles a little bit trying to figure out how to balance all of the new things that you are able to do. Um, but with the right time management, and I know a big thing for me is I talk to my coaches a lot about like what I thought I would benefit from. And like a big part of it was freshmen for us had to go to study hall. And after our freshman year, there was a certain um, GPA requirement but it was also open to us. Like if you, 
even if you meet that requirement, if you still want to come to study hall, like the hours are there. And I thought like that was a good thing for me. Um, I had a specific time and a place three times a week that we all went to and most of my team ended up going and we just all for two hours, maybe just sat down and all did our homework. Or if it wasn't homework, like we talked about maybe things that we thought um, for softball wise that we could improve on, or we would go and do half the time. Maybe we did homework another half. We would go and do like batting practice, or we would practice something that maybe was harder in practice. And um, I thought that was a really good thing to try to do is you just have to figure out how to balance them um, all the time. I mean, it's, it's a great experience and college really opens up a lot of doors, but you have to remember that you are a, a student athlete, non-athlete student, um, which is tough to remember sometimes, but. Uh, sort of on that similar note, um, one thing that somebody said to me, and I can't remember who, I wish I remember, um, but somebody said to me when I was a freshman was um, that you can, uh, basically there's people in the world and in their lives who spend their entire life doing academics and who spend their entire life doing athletics. And so it's like this really weird sort of situation where you're expected to kind of put, you know, split yourself in half between things that could be two full-time jobs. Um, and so sort of my experience with that is that you have to just like be prepared sometimes to let something go. You're like, it's not quite done. It's not exactly where I would want it to be, but it's the best that I can do right now. And you kind of need to learn to sort of just accept that there's only so much time that you have. Um, and part of that for me is being like sort of aware of how I was spending my time. So like if I had a gap between classes, it's super convenient to just like, you know, go kick back, take a break between your classes. Um, but if you're sort of like um, really rigorous about it, you can use that time to get work done so that you can spend that extra time at practice or something like that. I definitely agree. Um, my freshman year, we were required to go to study hall, which really helped and it made you form a pattern. So every day, like in between my classes, I would go to study hall for a few hours. I would get some of my work done. But, you know, there are going to be those nights where, you know, you're staying up late to finish an assignment because you had practice or you wanted to spend some more time with your friends because whatever. But I think it's really important to reach out to your professors when you do need some extra time or if you need some help on an assignment. I found it really helpful to, like, maybe find a friend in your class and study with them. So that way you have someone to hold you accountable when you can't hold yourself accountable. So that really helped me my freshman year as well as don't be afraid to reach out to a tutor. If you're struggling in a class and you have like a long trip, you know, there's options online for an online tutor or most universities have tutors on campus that are available for help. So just reach out when you need help and you'll do great. Yeah, a big thing with, uh, with us, like balancing academics and uh, athletics, like especially for our season, because over the summer, you have two and a half weeks of just football. I mean, we're on campus from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. most days. And then after you get in that rhythm, it gets kind of hard once the, the semester starts because you're just used to doing just football and then you have to balance that with classes. And it's nice for us because we have a set practice time every day. So it's really easy to make our schedule uh, for classes for 
each semester so you kind of know like what to avoid so there's no overlap but uh yeah it's just tough because you're just always busy like if you're not at practice you're doing homework in the library if you're not doing homework in the library you're getting up at 4 30 for 6 15 lift it's it's a lot to balance but i mean it's easier because at least with a team like like i'm sure it's the same with every team but you have a bunch of other teammates going through the same thing having to balance everything so yeah like i live with four other football players i can already see when we're not at football we're going to be in the library doing homework and um also if you're struggling in a class like reaching out to uh any of your professors to get extra help they're there for you there's tutors there's i mean i'm sure it's the same at every school there's a lot of access to get the extra help you need but it's really the main thing that i've noticed so far is that it's just more of a time management thing and uh kind of just keeping your cool uh making sure not to get overworked or anything but yeah once you kind of get in that rhythm it's it's uh kind of easy going but it's definitely hard at times i always thought that like spring sports were lucky because if you're a fall or winter sport like obviously you jump right from being a senior in high school to having to balance your team and your new college life and work. And you don't have that time where like I Springford did, and I'm super lucky that I did to have the time with your team and with your professors to work it out and see how it, you just get a feel for it first. And you're not having to balance a full season like Joe does for football right when you get to school coming out of high school. Like I was able to have the fall season, like the preseason or whatever you want to call it, um, three days a week of practice because for division three, only get 15 practice days where your coach can work with you. So we would do three days a week of practice and school. So it's a lot easier to learn how to balance that. Um, one other thing is that not like I've found that getting into the 300 level classes that there aren't tutors like, my 300 math class are not tutors on campus. So you really have to reach out to your professors or other students in your class who know more than you do. Cause I mean, you struggle more than other people. Um, and just really like work with your peers, like make study groups with your friends, like in your classes, like you're all going through the same thing, reach out to your professors. Um, it's just super important. Um, and obviously like your sports super important to you too. Um, Luckily for Division Three, again, we have more off time to ourselves, but you have to make sure you have to utilize that, like, in the fall and then the winter. You can't just be like, oh, like, well, 50 years of practice is over. Like, I'm good till January. Like, you got to make sure hitting the cage, like, going to the gym, like, on your own time um, and to make sure that you're still prepared for the season. Yeah, and my experience is the same. Like, Marissa, I got to campus. I was able to adjust, figure out, my work and sport kind of schedules and get an idea of what the springtime was going to be like. It was practices three days a week in the fall. Um, so I, I got that time to adjust and figure out what worked for me, which is really nice. Um, thankfully, with my major as a sports media major, um, my professors also worked a lot with like athletics. So whether it was like live streaming the games or commentating or doing any media for um, those events, uh, it was great because they understood um, my schedule and how I wasn't able to always, you know, be there to help. But during class time, you're getting my undivided attention and anything that I could have done there to get um, ahead, I was going to do. And it's really just take that time 
um, with the professor while you can. Um, they'll always be able to, you'll always be able to email them, um, contact them in some way, whether you're out of the classroom. Um, and they're super, like I know I got, they were super easygoing that, you know, you just got back from a trip of a six hour bus ride and, you know, you're not able to finish this one assignment tonight, but you know, you're going to get it done um, the, the following day. They're understanding about it, but it's also holding yourself self accountable. Um, it's so easy to, when you get back from class, want to take that nap or just watch TV or just like eat and not think about schoolwork. But, you know, you have practice, you know, you have lift, you know, you have conditioning. Um, so it's like get it done then. So then later on, you're not stressing about it. I would just add to like your teammates are your lifeline, like anything that you can possibly feel any given day, like someone else on your team has probably felt that way. Like I know for me, like if I was struggling in the class or like a teammate before had taken the class, like I can ask them, who would you recommend I take versus who I don't take? So now that you have all as a group been removed from Maple Park for you know some amount of time, what memories stand out to you and, and what do you miss about high school? So as you look back now, what kind of sticks out in your mind about AP? Uh, Alana, do you want to start? Yeah, um, I feel like the things that I remember the most are like the events that I went to, the people I hung out with. It's sort of like, you know, you're going to class every day and that's sort of like your day to day, you know, you pick up knowledge and somehow your years down the line and you're like, God, I know I learned that at some point in high school, but you just can't pinpoint quite when it happened. Um, so I guess the things that really jump out to me are sort of like those moments where I took the time to, you know, go to a go to an event or to um, hang out with a friend at lunch or something like that. And also just like my sport and track and all of that is very much, I feel like, defines a lot of my um, memories of high school. Thanks, Lana. And how about you? One of the things I miss the most about high school is being able to like actually balance multiple sports. Typically, when you go off to college, like you just focus on one sport. And if I had the opportunity to, to do more than one, I definitely would. I also really miss our close-knit community. I think April Park is very supportive when it comes to athletics. Like I just very vividly remember all of like our sectional final games and like how much of the community is just there like supporting you, whether you know them or not. Um, and like Alana, like the events where you just like have the time to go hang out with your friends or like the school dances and stuff like that. And in college, like when you're on an athletic team, like you miss a lot of those events because you're off on a trip for a game or things like that. So I definitely miss just being able to do what I want when I want, but it's also nice being able to play a sport in college. Excellent, thank you. Joe, how about you? Yeah, being at a, like going to class every day and just being with all my friends just for the entire day and then carrying it on into practice or a game later that day, I definitely miss that a lot. Just uh, like most of my best friends from high school were people that I played sports with. So I was fortunate enough to have that. But um, yeah, I agree with Anna. Uh, also being, I was a multi-sport athlete in high school, uh, football and baseball. So I had to kind of pick one or the other coming out of high school. And I definitely miss playing baseball a lot, but I'm pretty happy with the decision I did make. But um, yeah, with the community uh, to like 
college game days are awesome on Saturdays. Like they're fun. Everybody's out and gets pretty exciting, but I still don't think that anything beats Friday night lights, you know, playing in front of, you know, your whole town and everyone, you know, and everyone's families and everything. So that's pretty fun. And then, uh, one of my favorite memories too, with baseball, um, going back to the community thing also that, uh, when coach Brooks took over, when we made the run of the sectional championship, we did come up short, but playing there at the Joe and, uh, you know, just seeing the whole community come out and support us. That was just, it was awesome. And yeah, I guess that's just one of the biggest things that, uh, I miss. And it's my best memory is just kind of just playing in front of all my friends and family. And it was a good time. Thanks Joe. Julia. Yeah, so same like Joe, it's seeing the community for um, sporting events. The Friday Night Lights, um, I came from the point of view of a fan in the stands, not Joe on the sidelines, but um, just seeing like the entire community come out, whether it was football, baseball, basketball, like you saw everybody and their parents, and it was the best time. And I think that definitely went into my recruiting um, process. Um, Ithaca is very much a big football school like AP is. And when there's a football game, uh, so many people are there. And so Friday Night Lights and all those sporting events were that was directly um, affected. Um, so I, as much as I do miss um, Friday Night Lights and all that, I feel like I got that at school. Um, and it's just, I guess, the connection you get from teachers to students to coaches. Um, like I played soccer and track and so getting to hang out with Luskin or Goble or any of the other teachers in the classroom and then going straight to the field um that connection definitely um made my like days when it came to practice like practices where I had a, like a hard day um they were always there to lift you up and I think that was that's probably what I missed the most uh, Marissa how about you um, so mine's gonna be a little bit different just because I am like a really schooly nerd. Um, I miss like every day, I, I just miss getting like all your classes and you're like so excited, like, oh, who do I have class with? Like, whatever. Um, obviously I can't get away from school because I'm going to school become, to become a teacher. Um, it's just something that I always look forward to. I miss like all my teachers, all super supportive. Um, like, it's just cool in high school too. Like, and everybody's like, oh, like, I don't like so-and-so class. Like, I hate math. I hate science. But like, I personally like like being able to take a ton of different classes in a, different areas because then I mean, once you go to college you're like you're straight on your path like everything's gonna be around the same thing like again I, I mean I love math so I'm doing math but it's it gets a lot like it's a lot like I'd like to be able to like take a history class like if I had time to or like science or something else um so yeah, school-wise I do miss that but um for sports-wise like um, a couple other people said like even last night I was just, like sitting down in my room, I was like, I really miss volleyball. Like, I miss playing volleyball. Um, my roommate was a volleyball player my freshman year, and she ended up quitting. I was like, why did you quit? Like, volleyball is awesome. Like, I would play volleyball in a heartbeat. But, I mean, obviously, for her own reasons, like, she had to quit. But um, but to um, make that better for myself, I do go watch, like, all the games and stuff. Um, I watch the basketball games at school. Um, but I do miss being able to go and watch April Park sports where you know everybody. Uh, I mean, obviously, I have a pretty small um, high school community. So you pr pretty much know everybody in your class. So you're going to support people you know. Um, we're at college. I mean, we have 
probably about 6,500 students at Oneonta, which still know a lot of people, but um, it's just not as, you know, uh, personal on a personal level that you're cheering for your, like your best friend who plays soccer, like at high school. So yeah, that's what I miss. Thank you. And Kat, how about you? Um, I would say mine's probably similar to everyone's else. Like, I think we honestly have one of the best communities. I know my favorite memory that is still to this day is when after we won states, like the whole town came out, like everyone was standing in front of their yard and like the school had organized this amazing parade. And like, it just, it just made everything so much better. Like, and even now, like I'll still go back, I'll go to basketball games, like I'll go to softball games, like that never ends. So I think that's also a cool thing is I feel like a lot of alumni, like will still go and support the kids that are playing the sport that, that like Able Park sports gave so much to them too. Great, thank you. So our last question um, is something we kind of ask when we have high school students on or alumni like your folk, like yourself, and that is what advice would you give to students who right now are kind of going through what you went through uh, just a very short time ago? Maybe they're in elementary school, middle school, high school, thinking about playing uh, a sport uh, throughout their high school career and then uh, continuing that into college. So what advice would you give to the, uh, the younger version of you? Joe, we'll let you start this one. How about that? Yeah. So um, if you're even thinking about playing sports in college, I advise just go to the camps, talk to the coaches, just reach out, just make yourself heard and known um, because it just increases your chance. You know what I mean? Um, And then I'm kind of helping my brother this right now because he's going to be a senior at Avril Park this coming year. And uh, he's kind of in the boat where he – wants to play in college, but he's not sure yet. So um, I guess like the big thing with that is that if I had to give any advice, if you're even remotely thinking about playing or if you're going to miss it out of high school, um, and if you have the opportunity to go on and play at the next level, just do it. Because like if you do, you and if it's not for you, you can always just stop playing. Whereas if it's if you decide not to play and then you realize once you get there, like, oh, like I miss playing football, baseball, lacrosse, whatever. Um, it's a lot harder to get back into it once you go in not playing. So basically, just even if you have any doubts, just just do it. Just see what happens, and you could end up loving it. And if it's not for you, then it's not for you. So, um, yeah, just take any opportunity you can get, I guess. Thank you, Joe. Marissa, how about you? Um, I would say, like, keep your goal. Like, be goal-oriented. Like, I feel like a lot of people nowadays and like maybe their parents like really want everybody to be a division one athlete. And that's just not, I mean, that's not possible. Um, And even if you are like, you just got to think like what you want your life to be. Like if you really just want to focus on your sport, like yeah, division one might be for you. But like for me, I wasn't even, it wasn't even a thought, honestly. Um, My dad wanted me to have it to be a thought, but it just wasn't like I, I, again, I love school. So it was really important to me to like be able to focus on academics. So that's why, I ultimately decided to go D3, even over D2, just because I liked how I could focus more on my academics. Um, But if you want, you just have to be goal-oriented. So if you want that, like, sports life, like, work hard for it. Like, if you want to go D1, you can work hard and you can do it. But you also really have to be adamant about, like, again, like I already said, like, reaching out to coaches. Like, for softball, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, they can't start talking to your junior, senior year. 
Um, but you send out the emails, like attend their camps. Like um, I'm sure everybody or a lot of people know my sister. She's going to Buffalo. They couldn't talk to her at all, really, because of COVID. Um, she went to countless, countless of their camps. Like I went to all of them, like at least four or five, because I mean, they'd be at her tournaments too, but they can't talk to her. But if they're on campus, it's a little different. Um, so yeah, just send out the emails. Um, make if they're there, if they're at your game, and you, they can talk to you. Um, make sure you're, you know, talking to them, being saying hi. Like, make your parents do a lot for you too. So you just gotta make sure that you're respectful of your parents, and they'll get you to where you want to be too. Thanks, Marissa. Cat. Uh, my advice would be um, to control the controllables. So um, you obviously athletic ability plays part of the role, but coaches are looking at your coachability. I mean, be the first one on the field and the last one off. Always be hustling. Like it's the little things that they're also looking at because at the at the collegiate level, I mean, everyone has talent. So what sets you apart is your ability to like take what a coach says and actually do what they say, like always be hustling. Like don't ever get caught walking. Uh, <laughs> that's, that would be my advice. Uh, Julia, how about you? Yeah. So whether you're on the fence about playing sports in college or, you know, um, you do want to look into playing a sport, it's going to be overwhelming. You're going to get asked a million questions from your parents on kind of what you're looking for in a college, what you're looking for in a school, and then for a team. Um, best thing is I did was just does not hurt to go look at schools. Every school you look at, whether you don't, if you like it or you don't like it, it just is going to narrow down your search. Um, I went in as a TPT uh, major and realized that that's not what I wanted to do and that's not going to hurt anybody. It's okay to change um, your like your uh, search up a little bit. Um, I guess just take that first step. Don't be scared. Um, there's always going to be, you know, mistakes made along the way, but it's putting your like putting 100% effort in um, everything you do, which is going to stand out to these college coaches. Thank you, Julia. Uh, Alana. Yeah, so I would just say, like, take a deep breath. It's going to work out. It's going to be okay. There's not, like, one right path. It's not like you're going you're gonna to look back and say, oh, my God, I did the, did the wrong thing. It's just you made a choice, right? And, you know, you are where you are because of the choice you made, and you could have been somewhere different. It's not right or wrong. It's just how it is, you know? So, like, don't stress yourself out about it being, like, a huge decision. It's just you go with your gut and you do what feels right. And that's the best that you can do. Um, and I would say for people who are being recruited to like a D1 program or something like that, um, the coaches during the recruiting process can be really pushy. Like you'll go on a visit and they'll tell you, um, I need your answer in a week. And you haven't even seen any other school on an official visit yet. Um, and really, they just want to push you into saying yes. Um, so I would say, like, if you're in that situation where coaches are being super pushy, like, don't even let them start that just from the get go. Be very upfront. Like, I'm not going to give you an answer 
until I've seen all of the schools that I plan to visit. Like here are the dates, these are the schools I'm going to see. Um, I know you're gonna want an answer early, but just like, I'm not gonna be able to give that to you until I've seen everything that I want to see. Um, and the last thing that I would say is don't forget why you're doing this. Like you're doing it because it's fun. You're doing it because you like to do it and it can get super stressful and sort of like you feel like everything you're doing is sort of um, building up to you, like getting into the school you wanna get into, or I need to do the right thing so that the right coach notices me or something like that. Like, that's not what it's about, right? It's about you having a good time and it's about you, you know, being able to pursue that good time in the future. And so if you're sort of pursuing it to an end where it's becoming stressful or it's becoming something that's um, not fun, then maybe take a step back and just think about like, you know, like the goal isn't the, it's not like the getting to college isn't like the end all be all. It's like the, the actual process that should be fun. Excellent. Thank you. And I'll leave the last word to Anna. My biggest piece of advice would to go just to the school where you're the happiest. Um, everyone will like hype you up for a big D1 school wanting you. And But the reality is, is that potentially you won't even see minutes on the court or the field, whatever it may be. Like you're, if you want to pursue your sport in college, go somewhere where you're going to play, go somewhere where you're happy and somewhere that has your major because eventually your sport is going to be over. You're going to graduate from college and you got to do something with your life. And that sport isn't going to be what you do with your life. There's a very small percentage of people that go on to play their sport professionally. So go somewhere that has a good program for your major and that's going to get you a good degree where you get a good job after you graduate. Um, also put in the time, put in the work because at my school, everyone started on their high school team. Everyone was good at their high school. They were the star of their team. But once you get to college, you're all on the same level. And what's really gonna stand out is who puts in the work, who's there after hours getting up more shots, who's the one that's doing well in school. Because if you aren't doing well in school, then you're not gonna be allowed to play your sport. So you have to really have a balance of both. So you are allowed to play on your sports team. Thank you, Anna. Well, this has been outstanding. I think it's been uh, very engaging and very helpful for people who are listening. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come back to AP and participate in this. We know that all of you are very busy, so uh, it was tough scheduling this one uh, because of your crazy schedules. So thank you very much for your time. It's good to see some familiar faces and that life is good on the other side. You've uh, graduated and you've done well and are doing well, and I know we'll continue to do well. So thank you very much for this and good luck and enjoy the rest of the summer. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. See you next time on Every Student, Every Day.